0: When you think about food in Arkansas, what comes to mind? Not sure? Well, we are here to fill you in.
1: Cheese dip really is everywhere in Arkansas. I mean, that's that's going to be one of the things that are there. It's just. Almost we, kind of automatic, isn't we've it?
2: We've been to all types of parties, and even the fancy, fancy parties with the upper crust people, cheese dip, everybody's around it. That, that they can have their pate or whatever, but cheese dip is the one that goes first.
0: You're listening to Gravy. 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 <laughs> Stories of the changing American South through the we weeds. We are a production of the Southern Foodways Alliance, and I'm Tina Antolini. Today, a story from a little-known state with a big and cheesy passion. How a dish that started with one couple's vacation in Mexico swelled to a statewide obsession, and what it says about who's living in Arkansas now. Gravy's intern Dana Bialik and I headed to Little Rock to see what the fuss is all about. There's a lot an outsider tends to overlook about Arkansas. From time to time, the state's been elevated to the national consciousness by figures like the Little Rock Nine, Bill Clinton.
3: And more recently, American Idol champion Chris Allen. That's Dana, by the way. But even today, we're likely to scratch our heads before picturing the bluffs and peaks of the Ozarks, the fertile delta bottomlands, the meandering bayous, or the Clinton presidential library overlooking the river in downtown Little Rock.
0: It's a varied and surprising landscape.
3: In Arkansas, the highlands are forested and green, the lakes clear and blue,
0: and the cheese dip hot, abundant,
1: and
3: for the
0: most part, pretty darn yellow.
1: We like that bright yellow color in Arkansas, yeah. (laughs) Rex Nelson would know. Well, I grew up in a town called Arkadelphia. Both of my parents are from Arkansas. I go back numerous generations on, on both sides of my family.
3: Before we get too deep into cheese dip, and
0: we apologize in advance for all the food puns in this story, by the way,
3: we need to understand a little background on Arkansas. And that's where Rex comes in. He was the political editor for the state's largest newspaper when Bill Clinton ran for president in 92. He remembers journalists from all over the world flooding into Little Rock. They were looking for someone to, well, explain Arkansas.
1: And I said, well, I really can't do that in a sound bite. Uh, because Arkansas is kind of in this position where we're not totally a deep South state. We're mostly Southern, but we're also a little bit of Midwestern, a little bit of Southwestern uh, influx. So it's it's kind of an in-between state and has always been a, a small, unique place. And I think our food kind of follows that same tradition.
0: Food has wedged its way into Rex's career through his blog, Rex Nelson's Southern Fried. Rex started the blog six years ago because he wanted a venue to write about whatever he wanted. It turns out that's mostly Arkansas food and football.
3: In case you didn't catch that, that was University of Arkansas Razorback fans wooing Pig Suey. They're cheering.
1: Well, it's called calling hogs. That's what you do at Razorback football games. There's nothing quite like it anywhere else. It seems like a lot of Arkansas is this way,
0: a little bit different. The cuisine is no exception. But when you think of the geography, it starts to make sense. Arkansas is the smallest state west of the Mississippi, that is, if you don't count Hawaii. And it's surrounded by some louder states, food and culture behemoths that overshadow Arkansas.
1: Think of it, to, to our due south, we've got... You know, we've got Louisiana and then New Orleans due east. We've got Memphis, which is known for Memphis barbecues. we got Texas on another side uh, with its barbecue and everything else that Texas boasts of. So we've kind of this place in between, and we had to find our own uh, niche, I guess you can say, and I, I guess Cheese Dip is one of those.
0: But how Cheese Dip became Arkansan is a story that points to the malleability of identity over time.
3: Rex, like most Arkansans, had cheese dip introduced to him not as an Arkansas food, but as a Mexican food. When Interstate 30 was built through Rex's hometown in southwest Arkansas, a restaurant called Spanish Kitchen followed.
1: And it was the first Mexican-style food I'd ever had. so in the fall, my father was actually a high school football official, so he was always gone on Friday nights in the fall, and my mother and I would always go to the Spanish kitchen every Friday night, and I think that probably was my first cheese dip there.
3: And what was it like?
1: Uh, It was just basically melted Velveeta, (laughs) like a typical Arkansas cheese dip. Uh, Apparently there was a study that Arkansans ate more Velveeta per capita than any other state, which I certainly believe, has to be the truth.
0: How does a state become so smitten with a processed cheese product? And how did cheese dip become the gathering point for the different regional identities that surround Arkansas? We followed the dip back to its source to try to find out.
3: Hi there, can we have a small cheese dip, please? Okay, pull four for me. Thank you.
0: We know, hot cheese in a moving vehicle seems a little bit dangerous, but cheese dip from a drive-through window is par for the course around here.
3: 176 How are y'all? Pretty good. We're in the car with Cat Robinson, who knows her cheese dip.
4: The cheese dip even predates nachos, and people oh, nachos are so cool, but nachos even here weren't a thing until the late '60s or early '70s where they first started getting on the menus here. Cheese dip's been around so much longer than that.
3: If you've ever spent time in Little Rock, perhaps you've seen Cat around. She's hard to miss. Cat favors bright colors and flowy clothing.
0: And even on an overcast November day, she's wearing a wide brimmed hat that is dotted with pins. Cat collects them. There's a New Orleans fleur de lis pin, one from a pastry puff maker called Puffs of Doom. Yes, Puffs of Doom. And another pin that reads, Being nice to people is a really good idea.
3: And then, of course, there's the pins promoting Arkansas as the natural state. <laughs> Here we go.
0: Kat's a food and travel writer with a mission to, as she says, preach the gospel of Arkansas food.
3: We only had one day as Kat's Cheese Dip Disciples, and by the time we reached Mexico Chiquito, we were already loosening our belts.
0: There you
3: go. Thank you. Have a good day. Yet this particular cheese dip was much anticipated, and the drive through line felt like a pilgrimage to a sort of holy well.
4: The, The original Mexico Chiquito. Was the uh, restaurant owned by the Donnellys?
3: And the Donnellys are the founding family of our Kansan Cheese Dip. There's lots of stories about how they came to it, and Cap provided us with one.
4: And Blackie Donnelly was uh, of Mexican descent, and his wife was a Caucasian uh, lady, and they had that little Mexico restaurant in Hot Springs, Arkansas. But it's known for, of course, Mexico Chiquito, which they opened at Protho Junction back in the 1940s. This is the original cheese dip.
0: One story goes that Donnelly and his wife Marge would vacation in Mexico every year and bring back spices that they would use in their food. One year, they came back and created an emulsion of American-type spices
4: and Mexican-type cheese. They called it cheese dip. But it caught on, and... There are still people today that think they know the recipe, but it is a
3: trade secret. There are other stories out there that involve Blackie Donnelly as a pilot who crashed his plane near Little Rock and decided to stick around. We like that one, too. Whatever the truth may be, today a small order of Mexico Chiquitos cheese dip comes in a four-ounce styrofoam container and with a bag of thin, light corn chips.
0: All right, Dana, the original cheese dip.
3: It's spicier.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so much spicier than the other one.
3: I'm going back for a second. It's yeah. it is spiceful. spice full. It's full of
4: spices, but it's not and
0: it's got like a sort of cuminy smokiness to it.
4: Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody in the 1930s or 1940s, especially a post-World War II economy. You have fewer ingredients in your recipes for your diner culture. So you have steaks and you have salads that have just a couple of ingredients to it. And then you get this, which has so many different spices in it. It was exotic and it was very exciting at the time. So it's not a surprise to me that it spread.
0: And boy, did it spread.
4: Driving around Little Rock with Kat, we
0: got the sense that at any moment, we were within spitting distance from at least a handful of places serving some variety of cheese dip. There's Izzy's, the Town Pump, Casa Manana, the Buffalo Grill, and local Luna, whose cheese dip is so famous that at least two different restaurants claim its lineage. They even serve cheese dip at a pizza place.
3: And it's not just in Little Rock. Since the Donnellys introduced cheese dip to central Arkansas in the 40s, it's reached all parts of the state. Yet a unified food culture in Arkansas is a newer phenomenon. And what brought it?
0: Highways.
3: Until the Federal Highway Administration began building a highway system across Arkansas, there were very distinct food cultures in different parts of the state. It turns out that food travels just like people do, with cars. Mexican-esque
4: foods really started to seep into our road food. Probably, I would say the 1950s were the golden age, where it really spread. Cheese dip was something that could
0: be heated up, kept warm, and served as soon as the customer drove up. And someone who tried cheese dip in Little Rock would likely be hankering for more by the time they pulled off the road in Fort Smith. Roadside diners caught on. That's
4: the reason why we saw cheese dip spread across these routes
3: like Highway 64 and Highway 10, which we're on right now. By now, multiple generations have grown up with cheese dip as a staple. Such
5: comfort food. I mean, it's so, I mean, warm cheese slightly spicy with
0: tomatoes and chilies and chips that's Cappy Peck she's one of the owners of trios a popular restaurant off highway 10 the trio's menu is eclectic it's got everything from chicken and dumplings to shrimp enchiladas and it's famous for its old-fashioned strawberry cheesecake and then of course there's the cheese dip we do a
5: cowboy cheese dip with ground beef. We do a choy queso with poblanos and chorizo. So, I mean, you cannot be in Arkansas and not have a variety of cheese dips on your menu.
3: Cappy grew up in what she calls a hotel family. They ran a beloved hotel in downtown Little Rock until the late 70s, which served things like Beef Wellington and Oysters Rockefeller.
0: With such great food around, Cappy's family didn't really go out to eat all that much. And so it wasn't until grade school that she tried cheese dip for the first time. A friend's family took her to a place called Browning's. Well, I thought I had died and gone to heaven.
5: You know, I had never had anything like that. And we had cheese dip and then we ordered a side of tortillas and some refried beans. And we spread those refried beans on the tortilla and then the cheese dip and roll it up. And I went home and I was so pissed off at my desk. Why have you never taken me to Browning's? Mexican food, oh my God, Mexican food. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I had never had any sort of, uh, I mean, I'd had this Fancy French food and, you know, all of this really great, you know, high cuisine, but I'd never had Mexican food, and I, I fell in love with it, and I thought that was the definitive Mexican food, cheese dip.
3: But a few years later, as a teenager, Kathy traveled with her family to Mexico for the first time, and the food wasn't exactly how she'd imagined it. You know, dang, I wanted some cheese dip. <laughs> well... <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? You know,
5: it's just, no. You know, there is, you know, queso, basically, you know, rajas, you know, uh, uh, roasted poblanos and cheese. Uh, it's nothing like our cheese dip. That does not exist. That's an Arkansas thing, and I am proud of it.
3: <laughs> While cheese dip may not be authentic to Mexico, it is certainly an authentically Arkansas version of Mexican food, what many would call Arkmex. In Arkansas, there's a spectrum of Mexican-esque foods, and if there's cheese dip on the menu, they're probably calling it Mexican. But does Arkansas's illusion about the origin of cheese dip bother Cappy? Not really.
5: We like Mexican food. We now is cheese dip Mexican food? No, but it, you know chilies, cumin, cheese. Yeah, it's sure it's Mexican food.
0: Coming up: What do Latino immigrants think of Arkansan cheese dip? the shifting demographics of Little Rock give them a chance to weigh in, and how nostalgia plays a part in all this. That's ahead. There is that donor music. Have you ever found yourself wandering the streets of New York City, craving the taste of good pimento cheese and country ham? Or longing for a New Orleans po'boy made with Leidenheimer bread? Blue smoke could be the answer to your appetite. Under the leadership of chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, the Blue Smoke menu offers food that represents all regions of the American South. There's seafood from coastal Carolina, a Texas brisket sandwich, and a mess of collard greens with buttermilk biscuits. Blue Smoke has two locations in the city, and Mets fans can even find them at Citi Fields. Can it get any better? Yes. You can order a Blue Smoke dinner delivered to your very door. Learn more at bluesmoke.com. And now back to Cheese Dip. and the trip that Dana and I took to Little Rock.:
3: Not everyone in Arkansas so readily embraces cheese dip. There are chefs in Little Rock who choose not to serve it.
6: At Big Orange Burger, it was not on the menu for the first three years we were open, and then it just occurred to me like that, God, we are so dumb. Scott McGee is the
0: executive chef of Yellow Rocket Concepts, a Little Rock restaurant powerhouse. Big Orange Burger is one of a handful of his restaurants. There's also Zaza Pizza, Local Lime, Lost 40 Brewing, and Heights Taco and Tamale. And almost all of them now serve cheese dip.
6: In most cities, there's the big three. There's the great service, um, great food, and great space equals equals success in the restaurant business. In Little Rock, there's a fourth one, which is cheese dip on the menu.
3: Before starting Yellow Rocket, Scott spent years in the San Francisco Bay Area, working under Alice Waters at her renowned Chez Panisse in Berkeley. Scott still considers Waters to be one of his greatest mentors.
6: And I idolize her and just hang on to her every thought. Her great emphasis in life is, um, is that things should be local and seasonal and natural and shouldn't, you know, should, should disrupt the environment as little as possible. Um, Her her restaurants are 100% organic and seasonal. The menu changes daily.
3: And what would Alice Waters think about all this cheese dip?
6: So yeah, she would be horrified by this. (laughs) There's no doubt about it.
0: But cheese dip is in Scott's blood.
6: Well, not literally.
0: But on our way to Little Rock, we passed through McGee, Arkansas, named for Scott's great-great-grandfather, who was a small-town Arkansas bigwig, Judge Abner McGee.
3: In the 80s, Scott's dad, Frank McGee, opened Juanitas. The name was picked up down in Texas, and its cheese sip was a bit of a departure from the Mexico Chiquito and Browning style. They used multiple cheeses, and it was full of peppers and fresh herbs. And they sold hundreds of gallons of the stuff a week.
6: You know, they had a person making homemade tortillas, and you know, everything was fresh and, and exciting.
0: Scott inherited his dad's interest in the restaurant business. But after cooking in places like Chez Panisse in California, he never thought he'd come back to Little Rock
6: except to visit, because um, I, I, I just adore San Francisco. It's my home away from home. But I finally, after being there for many years, uh, I got so fed up with the parking situation. And how does Little Rock stack up on that front? Oh, it's a dream.
3: And the abundant parking isn't the only thing that's kept Scott in Little Rock. He had some hallowed ground to fill.
0: In April of 2015, Scott opened Heights Taco and Tamale in the old Browning's location. Remember that place that introduced Cappy to Cheese Dip? When Browning's closed after nearly 70 years as a Little Rock icon, it left an air of sentimentality.
6: Because a lot of people, including myself, just have really strong feelings about that restaurant. It was a huge part of my childhood and my father's childhood and my grandparents' childhood, really. And so we, we thought doing anything in that space other than Mex uh, would, would just be a blasphemy almost.
3: And, somewhat reluctantly, Scott developed his own cheese dip for the menu. It's what he calls the Five Families Cheese Dip, based off of the five greatest Central Arkansas cheese dips of all time.
0: And you know, in a funny way, this Five Families Cheese Dip actually isn't so out of line with Alice Waters' sensibilities about local food, despite using some processed cheese. Here's my thinking. Alice Waters thinks about food as an expression of place. And what is a deep cultural expression of this place? bright yellow cheese dip.
3: And Arkansans miss it when they leave here. Like Scott, Rex Nelson left home for several years.
1: I used to crave uh, this plate, uh, uh, which was called the Satillo platter, at Browning's, and and it was, uh, you know, the brown uh, refried beans, the rice, but then they would pour the cheese dip, and then uh, you'd had chili con carne on it, so I always just called it the bright orange and brown plate of goo because it was just kinda of all ran together <laughs> it was this orange and brown plate of goo, basically. Rex often
0: longed for cheese dip while living in Washington, DC. He met his wife Melissa there. When the two of them moved back to Little Rock together in 1989, Melissa's reaction to Browning's wasn't exactly what Rex had anticipated.
1: And I, I told Melissa, this is the best place, and of course, she hated it. Her, her maiden name's Garcia, so she grew up on real Mexican food.
2: And he said, I'm going to take you to Mexican place, our best Mexican place, and he took me there and I was, this is not Mexican food.
3: <laughs> That's all I could think of. Rex and Melissa recently built their dream home. It's on top of a big hill and overlooks the city. We sat with them around their kitchen table, which has a lazy Susan in the center. A table with a rotating center seems like a perfect fit in a culture that gathers around dip. Melissa served us corn chips and, take a guess,
0: guacamole, not cheese dip.
3: Melissa judges all Mexican food against the food her grandmother cooked for her.
2: Oh my God, what didn't she cook? Fideo. she would cook carne asada, carne
0: guisada, chorizo en blanquillo, tortillas. Melissa grew up in Corpus Christi in Southern Texas.
3: You know, Texas, that big honkin' state that stands between Arkansas and Mexico.
0: When I first
2: moved here, I felt like I was the only Hispanic in the whole state, and now there's a lot of good Mexican restaurants.
0: And those good Mexican restaurants aren't coming out of nowhere. Since Rex and Melissa moved back in the 1980s, Arkansas's Latino population has grown rapidly. In Little Rock, that community is concentrated in the southwest part of the city, and the cultural influence there is tremendous. With that has come the availability of food that is truly
7: Mexican, including cheese dip. Fits for you guys, the cheese dip, the one real autentico, so you can try? Yes. Okay, let me order one. Okay.
3: That's Eduardo Martinez. He's originally from central Mexico and came to Little Rock in 1984. In those days, there was nowhere in the city to buy the ingredients needed to make real Mexican food. Eduardo would have to drive more than 300 miles to Dallas to get the foods he wanted. He started bringing back a surplus and selling groceries out of his home.
0: His business eventually outgrew his home, and in the early 1990s, Eduardo opened Little Rock's first Mexican grocery store, La Guadalupana in Broadmoor Shopping Center. Since then, he's also opened a taqueria and a tortilla factory. We're sitting with Eduardo in his newest venture, a restaurant and tequila bar called Fonda.
7: Yeah, that's the one, you know, the idea come, you know, I don't wanna sell him the liquid cheese dip.
3: That's right, he'd rather not serve liquid cheese dip. What would he rather serve?
7: It's sizzling.
3: What Eduardo's referring to as the real, authentico cheese dip is queso fundido, a dish of melted cheese and spicy chorizo. At fond, it comes sizzling on a hot skillet with fresh mint and pico de gallo.
7: But there's your fork right there? Yep,
0: forks. After a day of dipping chips into molten cheese, Eduardo needed to demonstrate. With queso fundido, the cheese caramelizes and becomes almost like a pancake. Eduardo cuts into the cheese with the edge of his fork and then uses the fork to roll the cheese around the chorizo, and finally, to lift it into a soft, warm tortilla.
7: See, actually, this when you go deeply in here. Oh. See, like a diaper.
3: Ah. See,
7: you roll them up because- <laughs> Like the, a
3: diaper. The, <laughs> see, because <laughs> in the But scary. does a typical Arkansan know how to eat queso fundido?
7: I gotta teach them. Yeah. So mean, as a part of the way you know, to come and tell the people how to eat it. You make it like a taco? Yeah.
3: Mmm, it's good, really good. But when people come into Eduardo's restaurant looking for cheese dip, this certainly isn't what they have in mind. Eduardo's found that in Arkansas, there's a different expectation about what a Mexican restaurant ought to serve.
7: One of the crispy tacos, you know, the hard tacos with the cheese, tomatoes, I said, just, to, just go to Taco Bell. Really, I don't want to steal your money, you know, because if I sell, you know, the Mexican tacos, you know, just your tortilla, your onions, and cilantro, and your meat and you squeeze the lime and put your salts in the taco. That's the way we eat in the tacos. people have this other expectation, like they should get the crispy shell
0: taco, the ground beef, and their cheese dip, and that's, that's not what this is. I'm
7: sorry, we don't have it. Well,
0: you won't find any hard shell tacos at Fonda, Eduardo finally decided not to draw such a firm line with the other Arkansas favorite.
7: Last year, you know, he twisted my arm and finally we started with cheese dip. Yep, the liquid kind. And Eduardo's not the only one who's caved.
0: Most of the emerging Mexican restaurants here also have some version of cheese dip on the menu. They just have to. Arkansans expect it. And every restaurant has a different way of jazzing it up, Mexicanizing this distinctly Arkansan thing. Eduardo uses fresh jalapenos in his cheese dip. Others throw in extra spices, fresh herbs, and white cheeses.
3: It's a little puzzling, really. The Mexicanized version of an Arkansas notion of a Mexican dish.
0: Maybe nostalgia is just that powerful. Or maybe it says something about how fluid the identity of any food is, always subject to change in the hands of whoever is making
7: it.
3: But for Eduardo, it's just a plain old good business move. He wants his restaurant to stick around a while.
7: Now you guys are ready for the margaritas? i have a margarita. You, you
3: have a margarita? margarita? Yeah, i have a margarita. Okay. <laughs> Eduardo will tell you that he's no. from Mexico, but he's also from Arkansas. He's been here more than half his life and raised eight kids here. He's at home in Little Rock and proud to be here. And if making a home in Arkansas means making liquid cheese dip, so be it.
0: Dana Bialik is a radio producer and a pizza slinger here in New Orleans. She's also Gravy's intern. music for this episode was by a couple of local Arkansas bands, Handmade Moments and Damn Arkansan. We also had music by Blue Dot Sessions and Radio Harocho and Zenin Zaffirino-Wervo. Our theme music is by Wendell Patrick. Sponsorship music is by Jazar. There is also a cheese dip story coming up in the new edition of our sister publication, The Gravy Quarterly. So keep your eyes out for that. A taste of the next episode of Gravy is just ahead. But first, this past weekend, the Southern Foodways Alliance hosted Food Media South in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham is kind of a second home to the SFA. It was where the organization was formally founded. And it's the city where the SFA did some of its early documentary work on the Greek restaurant community. You can visit southernfoodways.org to revisit some of this work. Read about the Hansas family and then travel to Nikki's West for stewed tomatoes, or you can watch the SFA's film on The Bright Star, run by the Koikos family. Did you know it's Alabama's oldest restaurant still in operation? While you're online, you can also become an SFA member. Your membership dollars help us tell the stories of the people behind the food. That's southernfoodways.org. Coming up on the next episode of Gravy, the secret cooking behind the scenes at some South Carolina hotels. that is next time you are listening to gravy i'm tina antolini for the southern foodways alliance and as you go about your daily life please remember make cornbread not
1: war